It's time for The Bright Side, a coaching radio show for changemakers, the organizations and positive leaders creating positive change in the world. The Bright Side is sponsored by P-Link Leadership. P-Link Leadership has one big goal, to accelerate positive change. It's all based on fusing the sciences of human nature with the discipline of leadership to transform the world of work, or as we call it, accelerating positive change in a big way. And now as your host, Alexis Robin, COO and co-founder of P-Link Leadership, I'm here to bring you 10 minutes of insight, theory, and actionable tips to support you on your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. All right, so I'm here today with Renika Weston, my colleague and friend, and we're talking about remote teaming. And I'm excited to talk to Renika about this because she spent a lot of her time, like myself, in corporate and um, has a unique perspective. So welcome today, Renika. Thank you, Alexis. So what do you think makes remote teaming work well? Let's just start off with that. I'm an acronym junkie. So (laughs) for me, it's really around flow. It's like this feeling of connection. So that would be my F. And that, you know, there's a lot of talk about psychological safety. So it's really that feeling of connection in it. What links to that really well is level of trust. Like you've got to have trust Um, when you're talking about remote teaming. And there has to be consistent communication both ways on behalf of the employee, on behalf of the leaders, um, and just throughout the organization. And then for me, the big W or the one that is like the crescendo is the well-being. And that's the time off, focusing on employees' mental health, because people in this remote space are working more. You know, when you talk to them, it's like there's really no distinction because there's no highway. There's just the bedroom, the kitchen, and the office, right? Right. Um, If you're lucky enough to have an office and you're not working in the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's the kitchen. Yikes. (laughs) Exactly. So connection, trust, consistent communications, both directions, um, well-being and time off, really um, taking care of yourself because there are no distinctions between um, teams. Where have you seen or where do you think companies get remote teaming wrong? Oh, gosh. Well, when they don't think about that flow, when there's no connection, the trust, the communication, ongoing communication, the well-being. And I also think it's when companies are really nostalgic about BC. Like Mm -hmm. BC to me is before COVID, right? So Mm -hmm. It's like when we go back to normal and sometimes you don't even say that, but just the idea that you want people to come back into the office sometimes is that you're saying it without saying it versus saying this is what we're doing as a result of COVID or as a result of everything that's going on. This is how we're going to work. So we don't have to call it remote. We don't have to call it back in the office. This is our work environment. And then name it that and then just describe what that looks like. So I think that's where they go wrong is that it's kind of like being nostalgic about the way things used to be and really wanting to go back to that. Yeah. And so really accepting what is as normal, like this is what it is instead of like, oh, this is temporary or we're just going to do it for a little while or just suffer through it versus like, let's just embrace this because we really have no idea when it's going to be over. And Mm -hmm. even when COVID is over, it may continue to look this way. So there could be a lot of disappointed people who are hanging (laughs) on to the past. (laughs) And it's funny because most organizations have people who are great visionaries, right? They set up this vision and they set up this strategy and the strategy may change, but the vision is out there. And it's, 
It's like, why can't we have a vision about what the work environment looks like? And that, and it may change, it'll ebb and flow. But I just don't think we use some of the principles that we learn in our business world or in the, our day-to-day functions to really tackle what this looks like. Yeah, for sure. What kind of challenges are you hearing from the leaders that you're coaching or you're working with about remote teaming? Oh, wow. So, um, you know, I'm one of those people back in high school. I had friends that were on the drama team. I had friends that played sports. I had the chess club. So as you know, I'm just all over as it relates to connecting with people. And so um, it's actually a challenge and an opportunity to spotlight really like the wisdom from so many different departments. And, you know, when I talk to people who who are in HR, there are challenges that they face, but there's also the spotlight on HR to say, what are we going to do? There's also the spotlight on real estate teams, organizations who actually have properties and, and, and even risk management, the tax department, because people are working remotely. And so the strain is different for everyone, but then there's also a spotlight for a lot of departments who never really had that spotlight. And so when you think about some of the challenges, one of the biggest challenges, and it's not just for HR and talent acquisition, it's really for everyone. And it's the risk of losing talent if an organization doesn't support remote work. There are polls out there. There's so many polls every week you can find one. But the last one I saw said like three out of 10 people say that, you know, if they aren't able to work remotely, they're going to look for another job. And so I think that's a, that's a challenge for organizations. I also think um, when you think about the space, you know, a lot of organizations pay a lot of money to lease space or if they own the property, the taxes and all of those things that, you know, most people just don't think about. And that's a big burden on team. That's a challenge to say, what are we going to do with the space we have? Yeah. Um, and so I think that's it. And then the other biggest thing is that well-being, going back to that. People are working longer hours. And so the challenge is for leaders, how do I make space for individuals on my team or demand that they make that space? EAP from an HR perspective, really trying to promote that and make sure that people understand that it's okay to say I need a mental health day. Right. Um, it's just it's not customary in a lot of organizations or even appreciated in some organizations. So I think that's another challenge. Yeah. yeah so important to be taking care of ourselves. And yes. you know, another interesting challenge I'm hearing from some of the leaders at the organizations is the fear that they can't develop culture effectively yes. in a re- remote environment. And just the fear that if we're not in person, we'll never have those like hallway conversations or lunches together. And so how do we create that same vibe and those same kind of organic meetings when we're not together and, yeah. and kind of working through that? And so that's an interesting nut to crack as well. So what are three things, you know, on these shows, we always like to give people something they can do, right? <laughs> like, so here's the challenge. Here's the opportunity out there. Like, how do we work well in a remote setting? And what are we doing right and wrong? But like, what are, um, if you were to give folks three things that they could walk away with and do to increase the effectiveness of their remote team? So whether they're on the remote team, they're managing a remote team, what are three kind of practices or things that people could do to increase the effectiveness of remote teams? Mm, well, although my name starts with an R, I love the alphabet B, right? I just love it because it's an alphabet and it's a word. <laughs> so for me, I think the three things are pretty simple. It's like be visible. And that's for an employee. That's also for leaders. And visible 
you know, a lot of times people are like, well, how can I be visible? The only opportunity I have is Zoom. Well, if that's the only opportunity you have, then be visible. Be creative in the way that you're being visible with your employees. If you're sending emails, that's another way to be visible, not just sending an email to say how things going as far as this project's concerned, but be visible in a sense that you're checking in on people. And that's the next B, which is like be engaged. So for employees that are working remote, sometimes they, they don't feel engaged. They're engaged with the work, but they, to your point of the culture, they don't feel engaged with the organization. It is as much of the responsibility of an employee as it is the employer to be engaged. Um, And when I say be engaged, something as simple as the engagement survey of an organization may have to change to find out what that level of engagement is. And then the last B is like, just be flexible. I was talking to a leader the other day and 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 it was causing a lot of stress because it's we're coming back into the office. Well, now we have a new wave or a new strand. Um, and so people are saying, well, what does that mean? And this individual does not have a medical background. <laughs> this individual is not in HR. And so one of the things that she said is just as you are following the science, I have to follow the science. So they're saying that we're coming back and that could change. And so I think if there was one big B, um, not that one is more important than the other, but I think that be flexible is most um, important for individuals to increase their effectiveness. Yeah, 100%. I love that. Be visible, be engaged, be flexible because things are changing. And to your point right at the beginning is we don't really know what it's going to look like. And so we might as well just accept what's going on and embrace it and engage with it. Uh, versus trying to fight it or wait it out. So wonderful. Do you have any other insights or anything else you want to leave our listeners with before we sign off? Um, I, I would just say when I think about remote teams, and I may have said this a little bit earlier, but of course we at P-Link are all remote. And early in my career, that's all I knew was remote. When you think about being remote, one of the things that you have to, to think about is your performance is more important than perfect attendance. So when I was in school, you had two grades. You had your grade and then you had attendance. And, and in my house, you always wanted perfect attendance. And so for employees, perfect attendance is probably less important than the performance. Mm-hmm. And um, employers need to think about that because they know when people are in the office, they can rate my attendance, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm at home, well, I don't know if Renika has perfect attendance. Well, pay attention to Renika's performance in the office or outside of the office. And that was that was something that I always lived by when I was remote um, in that sales role. And then the other thing that I would just leave people with is cherish the time that you do get to see your colleagues. So when you come back into the office for us, I remember, you know, we would go to meetings or we would have a a meeting where we'd come together and it was really an opportunity for us to, to bond. And so if we think about coming back into the office as an opportunity to bond And then it's okay. It's like family. You know, you don't have to live around them all the time. You can still be productive, come and bond, have a great time, and then go back into your respective environments and and do awesome work. So that would be, that would be it for me. That's great. I love it. It's always so nice to talk to you. I love your wisdom, Renika, and (laughs) your energy around these things. So thank you for uh, being on the bright side and uh, we'll look forward to having you back again. Thanks so much, Alexis. 